Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Monday. Hope everyone had a fabulous holiday weekend. Hey, Jax, how you doing? I'm doing great. I had a great holiday weekend. I've missed everyone here at The Toast. It's been a nice break, but I'm so excited and ready and happy to be back. I can't believe Thanksgiving was like four days ago and we haven't spoken since Thanksgiving. No, and also the way we like left the episode on Wednesday with, I didn't even realize people were so invested in the Dear Toaster saga. Like the way we just did that and then I'm not having another episode until Monday. And thank God we got an update. So if you're following us on Instagram, good for you because you weren't left wondering all weekend what happened to the girl with her dog. We posted an update and it was really jarring. She got her dog back. She made her husband listen to the episode so he could see how psychotic his behavior was. And two people who have no particular stake in the matter think that his behavior is wild. So maybe sometimes you just have to see yourself. Sometimes you need a big mirror. And um, where he left the dog, for those wondering, he hired a dog sitter on Rover, which is like fine, but like not. Not really. Not really. It's like a stranger. Not when you have two like loving parents at home who are available and wanting to be with their dog. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, so it was a fabulous holiday weekend. I saw you really turned it out with your hosting skills. It looked beautiful. It was. It all really went according to plan. Like I did so much prep the night before, as much as I could do. I actually wish that I had done even more. And I definitely had some learnings for next year. Like first, biggest learning is all of the herbs. I would pre-chop all of them. I would have a bowl that was rosemary, a bowl that was thyme, because chopping it Her recipe was brutal and that was like one of the tedious things that really got to me. So I'd have a huge bowl of chopped thyme, chopped rosemary, chopped oregano, whatever chops are needed. Because I did prep most of the veggies, like I sliced all of my squash with my mandolin. Did you see my circular squash? I did those sweet potato stacks. Uh, They were really, really cool. And I did as much as I could, but I probably could have done even more prep. But the day of cooking was so much fun. Olivia came over with the kids. We cooked even more. It was just really like a classic Thanksgiving. And I do feel like Thanksgiving changes once you have kids. Mm -hmm. It just takes on a whole new meaning. And also you want to start like new traditions. And it's just really fun and really sweet. And I have to say, we watched the parade from start to finish because we are now up at those hours. And it was so amazing. First of all, Harry's not someone that you could just like put in front, at least not yet. I think he's still a little young. You can't like put in front of the TV yet. And he's entranced for more than five minutes. He loved the parade. The way he loved this parade. I've never really seen him so invested in something. It made me, it made me want to set new goals for myself and work really hard so that I can go to the parade one day, like for work and get like a backstage access. Or 
or we could get someone's apartment on or, Central Park West. Did you see there were a few people who tagged us in their setups? They didn't invite us, but they no, tagged they did us not. bragging about their setups. But no, I like, my, I, of course, he would never turn down a park view and sitting next to a fireplace all cozied up. But like, I want to get us on the sidelines one year. And I feel like as a podcaster, as a host, as an influencer, like it's not that crazy. There are so many different like brands no. and networks that like activate there. And so that's a new goal of mine. And I, I don't want to be like in the back row. Like Harry doesn't like- you No, know, well, let me, let me tell you. Like it's line, a great goal. Sideline or bust. It's a great goal, but I do think it's worth mentioning that like, I think the Thanksgiving Day Parade is like many, you know, big televised events. Like- actually better to watch from home um like the Super Bowl you know it's a lot of people's you know dream to go to the Super Bowl let me tell you I've been twice and it's way better on TV you don't even get to see the commercials when you're there good luck seeing the halftime show it's not it's not like a concert it's made for TV the microphones aren't even on they're no, plugged the, into the TV yeah but the experience is better like honestly when we went to the Super Bowl that was a much more amazing experience than having a Super Bowl party at home. If I was someone who's so no. invested in the game and don't want a distraction, I just want to be like zoomed in on my favorite players. Yeah, I probably want to watch from home, but it was the experience. But I do think those seats, those stands where their people are, where the performers perform in one part of the parade and then there's like bleachers behind them those seats or bust because th those people get the performances it's up close there's not that many seats so that's what I'm interested in or bust for me the Super Bowl like the weekend was so fun like because it was very like celebrity like pop in and there was lots of cool events but when it comes to actually like watching something I think a lot of the times it's better to do from home like even the Thanksgiving Day Parade we've went to the parade because we live in New York obviously um we've like you know tried to like spectate Every street is closed. It's freezing. You can never get to where you need to go. It's like low-key torture. I just think it's one of those things that might be better in theory than in practice. I'm saying like, I want to get to Al Roker's seat and then you can enjoy the parade. I think I'd rather be caught like at Central Park West on someone's gorgeous balcony with a fireplace, a, a spread of food. You know, I think that's more my vibe. Now there's an outdoor fireplace on the balcony. Hmm. Now there's an outdoor fireplace on the balcony. Did I say that? You said, yeah, in someone's balcony with a fireplace. Well, yeah, if they have a balcony, I could go outside. I get a little cold. I go inside to the fireplace. There's a smorgasbord inside. Maybe we're playing board games. We're listening to music. It's very comfortable. But then if I really wanted to like really see the balloons up close, I'd go on their gorgeous balcony. Understood. I'm not picky though. If you have a balcony or not a balcony, you could still invite me. I just, I need to see pics before. Maybe next year we'll have like more generous toasters who want to invite you to their setup because people were tagging us in their gorgeous setups, but nary an invite was scored. Nary an invite. But that's the thing. It's like, if somebody actually had invited me to like a premium spot, I would have had to show up two days before because the streets are closed. Like you can't even get to your building when you actually live near the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It is laced with a little bit of torture. Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. And it's cold. I had one more thought about, oh no, I had a lingering question. When was the second time you went to the Super Bowl? We went to Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah, of course. Could never forget. Did we only do it once, the breath? Yeah, it was, it was one, you know, it was a moment in time. Oh, really? I don't know why I thought we went, like, we, it was something we did, like CMAs, like, every year. No, I know I only went once, but I thought maybe you went another time. No, then I've only been with you. Right? Mm. Yeah, I've only been once. Oh, okay, I guess I've only been once. And it was enough for me, honestly, Diana. 
No, I like got the experience. It was amazing. So glad that I had it. I'm not running to do it again. Right. Um, and after the holiday, I went to Brian's horse farm. And when I tell you I'm not okay, I did not realize like when I was riding the horse, I went riding on Saturday, how incapacitated I would be. When I tell you I can't even sit on the toilet, like I'm in so much pain right now, the back of my thighs, it's like, it's a tightness I've never felt. Like the way this horse was just throwing me around and it was fun until I woke up the next morning. I'm not okay. How long was your ride? 30 minutes. Yeah. It's a lot of but leg I was, muscle. I was trotting and trotting is like you have to hoist yourself up and, you and like your legs. Bounce. And I'm, I'm feeling every bounce. Is Snitch as well? No, Snitch is totally fine. Maybe that's because she actually works out. And like for me, I was exercising muscles in the back of my legs that haven't been exercised since I was in the womb. Did Ben horseback ride? No. Hmm. He's not into it, you know? Yeah. I feel like he it's tries like, he everything. Looks so scary. It is scary, no. but I mean, not in such a controlled environment. No, actually, Ben doesn't try everything. Like Ben, very much gives into his fears. Like for my twenty-first birthday, Ben planned this like twisted day where like we went, we went to a trampoline park, we went to a trapeze class, and we also went to somewhere else. And in the trapeze class, like you have to climb up this rickety ass ladder. It's like a hundred feet in the air. The ladder is the scariest part of the trip. And then once you get up there, you just jump up into the net. Ben went up the ladder, got up there, and went back down the ladder, but which is scarier than just jumping off. I have an image seared in my mind of Ben hanging from the thing. So that was a different time. So in our family, we have this like inside joke about this one picture of Ben. Because <laughs> uh, when Ben was working at an ad agency like 10 years ago, they did like a team offsite, like team building, where they went trapezing. And he did it then. And he's wearing this harness and he's flying through the air and they take a picture of him. It's like a souvenir. And Ben looks so weird in the photo. Like it doesn't even look like him. I think actually Olivia has posted it on her Instagram before, like for Ben's birthday. Our family, we're obsessed with this photo. You guys, when I tell you, it does not look like Ben. And he was wearing this harness that was like really digging into his hips and giving him like kind of like a feminine physique. And it's just the funniest fucking picture. Um, so that's the image you're thinking of. But when me and Ben trapeze, that was after that. And it was, he, Ben did not do it. By the way, you guys are so similar because that's literally you with the leap of faith. Yeah. When we were kids, we all went to Atlantis. We used to love Atlantis and we did the leap of faith. And Claudia, the first time we went, she did not do it. She never did it with us. And then you once went back with Ben and you did it. No, I didn't go back with Ben. I went back with my friends from high school in the 11th grade. And let me tell you something about that dumb fucking water slide. Not worth it. Don't do it. Like everyone in the family was like making fun of me. Like, can't believe you didn't do it. I was like, okay. And then I did it. I'm like, this shit sucks. Like I got a fucking wedgie. I didn't even get a good picture of myself going down the slide because like I was taking pictures on a digital camera. I'm like, this is a thing my sisters like tormented me for for all these years. It fucking blows. I mean, it's not the greatest it's ride a dumb, of all time. But it's, it's a, a vertical water slide. It's like, a it leap sucks. of faith. And you're taking it yeah. or you're not. Yeah. And I took it. I was like, okay, now what? And also it's so many stairs that when you do get to the top, it behooves you to just go down the slide, then go back down the stairs. I actually don't remember it being such a, such a treacherous journey down. How do you think you get it up? No, I'm saying like, I don't remember the stairs being, cause you know me, like I'll avoid stairs at all costs, but it wasn't like that crazy of a set of stairs. Cause if it was, I would have gone down the slide. Okay, I remember stair. It was extremely stairy. No, they were definitely stairs, but they weren't like crazy steep. They were like wide and shallow. No, like I remember, I remember life like by the stairs I had to take. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm almost like a hundred percent sure they weren't that crazy. But think about how tall the thing is in the whole 
way up is stairs. So even if they're not like horrible stairs, it's a lot of stairs. Yeah, it was better than going down the dumbass fucking slide. Okay. It was literally so dumb. Like the whole trip. Oh, God, I'm going to do it. Like, shut up. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't God. mean to trigger you. We haven't. No, actually, I'm glad you brought it up because honestly, it makes the sisters look bad. It doesn't make me look bad. Like the way everybody was fucking dragging me to filth the whole vacation. And we used to love Atlantis. We would go back every year. And it was like every year. Like, man, we're glad I it. Shut the fuck up, you ugly wenches. Okay. It's not a big fucking deal. Yeah. Well, that's- And then I did it. And then I did it when I was like 16. I was like grown. I was like, you know what? Everyone dragged me. Like, let's just fucking do it. And you know what? It was a big nothing burger, a big waste of my time. Damn. But literally. And I still have carpet burn on my butthole from the way my underwear went riding up. That's what sisters are for. No, like seriously, fuck you guys. Like the way you literally made me sick. You literally tortured me over this stupid fucking slide. If you don't feel that way about your sisters at some point in your life, then you're just not sisters. No, that's definitely true. You know, and we don't really fight much as adults. No. So we got it all out on the leap of faith. We got it all out on the slide. We did. Leave it on the slide. We should go no, back. No, we really, we felt like Mary-Kate and Ashley. Of course. Um, when we went, like the first time. We were so excited. That's like, whenever we had a family vacation, there was no place else we wanted to go. Like, we were Atlantis or bust. Obsessed. It's an amazing resort. It's an amazing resort. Like they really have everything for the kids, for the campers, for the parents. Like there's casinos. So like when you take your kids, you can get lit. We went back in 2017, right before my wedding for like a little family getaway. We went to the Cove, which is the adult hotel. so I think if we went back to Atlantis proper now, we would think it's like kind of like gross because it's like, for, it's really for kids. Yeah, no, but um, you would. But they go- have a new facility called The Cove, which is like adults only think you have to be 21 plus. They have their own pools and it's really premium. No, but now like you wait until you have kids and then you go again with your kids right. and, and then it's a whole nother experience again. I can't say enough good things about the Atlantis, even though the new hotel in the Bahamas where we went for my bachelorette is giving it a run for its money. But Bahamar. for like the young professionals crew not families as much because they don't have the leap of faith so I yeah I did the leap of faith like that's all to say great I'm so glad I did it you conquered your fears McClard no I've conquered my fears especially when I travel with Brian like he's always like you know making me face my fears and like it does feel really good afterwards like you feel really proud of yourself Mm -hmm. I don't remember feeling that with the leap of faith I actually remember like feeling a lot of resentment for like my childhood trauma I think that's kind of what took over um but it is really nice as an adult to actually face your fears like you with your driving. Yes, I'm on the cusp of getting my license, you guys. And it's so crazy. This thing that has is rewarding. This thing that has evaded me and tortured me for like 15 years soon, hopefully, will be at an end. And then the world is my oyster. It's just a really crazy feeling. I can't explain. Like, you could run away if you wanted to. I'm hoping to. Well, I could always have done that called an Uber. Um, I'm hoping to have my paperwork like by the end of the year that's my goal and then this will be like the first time in 15 years that getting my license is not my new year's resolution I think that's beautiful and all it took was 15 years that's it you know what we're getting into that time of year especially now that Thanksgiving's over like no matter where you stand on the political spectrum like it's the holiday season before some people are like it's too soon like everyone no but now we're officially in the Hollywood the Hollywood season Hollywood and it's getting into like that resolutions end of year nostalgia era and we Mm -hmm. need to start thinking about our resolutions 
I know. I mean, I'm a perfect person, so I don't have resolutions. But if I did, it would be to um, invest more in myself. Mm. And speaking of investing more in, in yourself, today's episode is sponsored by Bowling Branch. The holidays are the most exciting time of the year. And if you want to enjoy them to the fullest, you'll need to get your best sleep every night. It's easier than it sounds. All you need are the softest, most luxurious organic cotton sheets from Bowling Branch. They are made from the finest 100% organic cotton threads on earth. They make a difference that you can truly feel night after night. So we are Bolin Branch girlies. My household is Bolin Branch, as is Jackie's. There's really no greater set of sheets on earth. Jackie and I both have the hemmed, uh, the signature hemmed collection from Bolin Branch. My duvet, my throw blanket, my pillowcases, my fitted sheets, really everything on my bed is from Bolin Branch. And it's just been a glorious experience as a customer um, because I feel like they're really a great investment. They're get They get better through every single wash. And they're free from toxins, pesticides, harsh chemicals, and they're made by artisans who are actually earning the pay and the respect that they deserve. So you know that they're ethically made, ethically sourced. And that feels good knowing that like you're going to take a gorgeous snap on a gorgeous set of sheets that was made the right way, you know? Um, and also today's Cyber Monday. So make sure to listen to all of the ads, especially this one, because Cyber Monday, you can get a better night's sleep and gift it to everyone on your list with Bowling Branch sheets. So it's 25% off site-wide plus free shipping when you use promo code TOAST at Branch. Com. That's B-O-L-L-A-N-D branch.com. That promo code is toast for free shipping and the entire website is currently 25% off. Offer ends December 4th. If you've been putting off kind of refreshing your bed or you're looking for a great gift for someone who's like a homemaker, bowlandbranch.com. Use code toast for free shipping. The entire website is off uh, 25% off for Cyber Monday and you don't want to miss it. Today's episode is also sponsored by Skylight Frames. For a really special gift for the special people in your life, you've got to check out the Skylight Frame. So if you're looking for a good gift idea that your parents or in-laws will genuinely love, look no further than the Skylight Frame. A photo frame you can update instantly by email from anywhere. So it's a digital frame and it's a great way to feel close to those you love even when you're separated. It sets up effortlessly in under 60 seconds. Just plug it in, use the touchscreen to connect to your wireless network, and then enjoy. If you want to send photos to the frame, it's super easy. Everyone in the family can can use the app or you can email the photos from your phone and they'll pop up in seconds. Multiple people can send photos to the frame so it's a great way to keep large networks of friends and families in touch. It's a black frame with a white mat so it looks like a real photo frame and it adds a beautiful touch to your home. It's timeless. Um, the vibrant touchscreen lets you swipe through photos. You can even tap to send a little like, a little heart to the person who sent the photo. They have two options in terms of sizes, the 10 inch and the 15 inch. I have the 15 inch and Ben's parents have the 10 inch. It's such a thoughtful gift for parents. And even if they're not really tech savvy, it's so easy. They also have a hundred percent satisfaction guaranteed. So if you don't love your skylight, they'll offer you a full refund. As a special offer, you can get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com, enter code TOAST. That's $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com, code TOAST, S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code TOAST. Um, I have to say, over the weekend, we got like a million posts in our Facebook group asking for the Skylight Frame code. So guys, it's uh, skylightframe.com. The promo code is toast for $15 off. It's an amazing gift for an in-law, honestly. Amazing. In-laws are really hard to shop for. Amazing gift. Also, it's Cyber Monday. Like, do you have anything that you're going to be getting aside from Bowling Brand <sighs> sheets and a skylight frame? The thing is, when like Thanksgiving or like Black Friday or even like Prime Day comes around, I'm always like, I don't need anything. And then like, I do need shit. I really should have started keeping a list. We did that this year. 
I it's a mistake because I'm like I don't need anything I'm so blessed but I really do need shit yeah we started a week ago just like thinking of like things that we need and waiting till Cyber Monday so the list is only really two items but important new TV we're getting that today mm. and I need new headphones for um this the job test. here and so mm-hmm. Cyber Monday Cyber Monday back to resolutions um I've, I don't think I've actually ever um had a resolution that I kept with, you know, except like, and of course, always every year, my resolution is like, you know, eat a little healthier. Um, but I started doing that over the summer. So it's not, not really a resolution. Yeah. It wasn't like a January thing. Right. I just feel like it's so cliche, you know, like I think like making a change in your life in July is more impressive than making a change in your life in January. I agree. It is pretty cliche, but it's just a good like reminder to like reaffirm, it's a good opportunity. To reaffirm your goals and also just like to self-assess and be like, even if I don't change anything on January 2nd, just to, like know what I should change. Even if I don't do it, like you got to know. I know like not to be like so annoying. Like I really can't think of anything I really don't like about myself. That's beautiful. McClard. I mean, I'm sure you could come up with like a list of things or any of the listeners. But like, Claudia, <laughs> you should be a lot nicer. <laughs> no, actually, I'm okay. I'm okay. No, nothing comes to mind, a habit of yours that you could kick. Oh, I guess like, nah. No, I know what you're going to say. Nah. No, but yeah, because you could do that whenever. It's not like yeah. dependent on the time of year. Yeah, no. And like, I have a plan, you know? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, like, you know, my life is, it, I mean, you know, man plans, God laughs. But I have a schedule for my life. I, a rough idea, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, when the day comes that I decide to, like, start trying to get pregnant, which I don't think is going to be, like, super soon, but it's not, like, super far. I think I will leave all my shenanigans behind me. Mm-hmm. And until then, like, I'm going to go party. Like, I'm going to smoke a vape. Like, if somebody offers me a cigarette, like, maybe I'll fucking smoke it, you know? Like, because I can. And because you're that would look really cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I want to be cool, so I have no choice other than to smoke a cigarette. Totally. Oh, so for today's show, we obviously have the Fast Five stories. I'm sure we're going to talk about Kim and Balenciaga. Um, But we also have TV recap. I caught up on White Lotus this morning, and it's crazy. And you watched Yellowstone, And I watched Yellowstone. Yes, another weekend where White Lotus evaded me. But I'm kind of liking, like, two birds, one stone. Let me tell you something about White Lotus. Actually, it's really two birds, two stones. Right. Efficient. (laughs) I think, like, this show, and specifically this season will be so enjoyable to someone who binges it. Like, nothing really happens episode mm-hmm. over episode. But, like, watching it all as a unit, there's a lot of excitement. But, like, something finally crazy happened at, like, the last second of last night's episode. I'm like, thank God That's for this exciting. incest, you know? Yeah, did you watch anything else or read anything else good this weekend before we jump in? Oh, you know what movie I saw for the first time? I th- Age of Adeline. Oh, when I saw Snitch was showing it to you, I didn't realize you hadn't seen it. And I had one thing to say, spoiler alert, dead calves. No, I was very, very upset. When we saw it as kids in the theater, we were verklempt beside ourselves. I couldn't believe Margaret. It was a cute movie, you know, like I'd never seen it, whatever. I'd seen like things about it on TikTok. I knew like she never aged or whatever. Yeah. Um, It's like Tuck Everlasting with Blake Lively. Right. I love Tuck Everlasting. And with, niche reference. And with the guy, um, Dario Naharis. From Game of Thrones. And Harrison Ford. So it was stacked. And it was very good. It was a cute movie. But, like, I don't know why they had to have the storyline of her, like, having Cavaliers throughout her life and, like, watching them die a slow, painful death. It was so upsetting. And overall, I had to give the movie zero stars because of it, even though it was, like, a, it was a fine film. 
It's yeah, it's a fine film. That's all I remember from it. Obviously, it's star studded and it's a, a pleasure to watch. But like it will, if especially if you are, and it's not just Cavaliers. Like it's King Charles Cavalier Spaniels. And if that is your breed, and they're Blenheim, if that is your breed of choice, like trigger warning, stay away. Literal stay away. trigger warning. Mark Jackie, the second I saw the dog, I turned to Margot because I'm like, this dog's gonna die. Because like, oh, the dog's not eating. Like I knew it. Yeah. Apparently there's a website you can go to called like doesthedogdie.com and <laughs> you search the, the movie you're about to watch just to make sure like the dog doesn't die and people use it as like a barometer for what they will watch and what they won't watch. That's fucking funny. I know. I When I was talking on Instagram about how upset I was about this film, somebody messaged me. They were like, there's a website, doesthedogdie.com. That's really funny. Okay, cool. Tip of the day. Tip of the day. Also, I did get some clarity about the King Charles Cavalier Spaniel um, and that episode of The Crown with the Romanovs and whether or not there was a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel that was murdered. And there was. Anastasia had a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel and I read a whole ass book about her and they never mentioned that. So you really can't trust what you're reading. So true. But reading is bad. On the plus side, there was one dog named Joy that escaped and wasn't murdered along with the others and went on to live like a royal life in, in England. Because like, they knew he was the little boy's dog and he got the royal treatment over in the UK. So that's, that's something. Something. Um, so all in all, it was a fabulous weekend for both of us. I conclude, correct? Yes, you may conclude. You may draw that conclusion. Conclusion drawn. Um, and I'm excited. I have a... We have a lot of stories and have a lot of thoughts on the stories. Me too. So without I know you do. further ado to do, 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 do. Without further ado to do, 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 do. Where are the Strice Brothers? Still not here. They had a jam-packed weekend full of holiday fun, full of getting scraps from Thanksgiving. Bruno is in heaven. Oh, it's yeah. his favorite holiday year after year. He scores big time. So for that reason, the trip to fan Theo- will not allow him to work. Oh, let me tell you, the trip to fan like really hit me this year. I ate and then fell asleep on Ben's parents' couch. Wow, like I couldn't believe it. But how come there's no trip to fan when you have like turkey slices? Such a good question. I think. By the way, I was trying to tell everyone. Oh, wait, hold on. I have to tell you that like on Wednesday night, me and Ben went out to dinner. And we actually haven't been out to dinner just us two in a really long time. So it was really nice. And, you know, we are married and we do spend like all of our time together. And like when I tell you, like we don't always have like a million things to talk about. Like I'm just being honest. Um, And I brought up every single talking point from our Patreon episode. Of I was like, did you hear about the Beyond Meat Farm? I was literally like, and he thought I was like so smart. I didn't tell him how I knew all of this. And he never listens to the toast, so he'll never know. But I was literally like, we were talking about FTX. We were talking about condom usage. I was like throwing out these like really interesting stories that we could have like interesting conversation about because earlier in the day, we recorded our annual Thanksgiving Patreon episode. Um, and it, I was like, it was so helpful. Like for me, and, I, and now I'm really realizing like why people have looked forward to the episode every year. Because like if you cannot think of anything to talk about and you just listen to a podcast, like you're going to talk about what they talked about on the podcast. Yeah, so true. Also with holiday season and just family time in general, that episode is extremely pertinent. It's like stories that are people are talking about so you can have like a little bit of knowledge on, but also just like some random stories and factoids that you can bring up at the table when there's a dearth of conversation or things are getting awkward. I got so many messages and saw comments from people being like, literally things got awkward and political and I brought up the Scrabble story and it completely <laughs> diverted the conversation. 100%. And the episode is so entertaining because Jackie was being like per- 
particularly unhinged and people were eating it up. I was eating it up. So it's a great episode to listen to. And we dropped another Patreon this weekend. I finally, I've never filmed it before. I don't know why. I finally did like a full video on my hair, like from wet hair to styled hair, like all the products I use, my techniques. Um, so that will live in perpetuity on the Patreon. So like whenever anyone asks me, I'm like glad I have it filmed now. So it's a vlog and then we have podcast episode there's one more episode coming out this month it's just a great time to be a patreon member totally zach and i went on a date night last week we hadn't been on a date night in six months so there was a lot to talk about but mm. we played a really fun game that if um if anyone who's going on a date night new parents especially and they're running out of things to talk about and it's time to pick up your phones here's the game find the cutest picture of your kid on your phone and then we, oh my we choose who wins honestly that's so funny it was so much fun then we played round after round I saw this TikTok of this couple going out to dinner like for the first time since having their baby and they just spent the whole meal crying um, because they like somebody, the, the husband had like read a quote that like really like, was it like emotional for him and he shared it with the wife and then they spent the whole meal crying. One day you're going to pick up your child, like physically pick him up for the last time. Oh, I was thinking about that recently, not about picking him up, but there's going to be like something, oh, like one, like he was like crying through breakfast this morning. It was just like random. And I was like, one day he's going to like, he's going to cry like a baby for the last time. And then like the next time, you know, like how babies just cry like unreasonably. Yeah. And the next time like he cries, it will be because like there was something. Something happened. Right. But like not one day. I mean, I think kids cry for a while about nothing, but I was just thinking You have that, that to look forward to. I have, yeah. I always think about that. Like one day is just going to be the last time I'm not even going to realize about something. What a heavenly thought. Yeah, but then you have new things to look forward to. He's going to do something for Puberty. the first time. Puberty. He's going to do something for Kids. the first time. Everyone just like, like, don't settle. Like you could think of everything as like sad and like sentimental and negative mm -hmm. or like positive and exciting and optimistic. Yeah. I will say like when, you know, God willing, I should be blessed with having children and they're going through puberty. Like I will be leaving until they, they're, they're better. Like I'm so not interested in like hormones and like their voice is cracking and like I think with a girl I could handle it because like I am a girl and like I just if she's being a wench like I understand why and like gets her period like I can help with that um but like I'm just literally not interested in like helping young people through puberty it sounds miserable even if I'm related to them yes but I also feel like I don't remember puberty as being like that miserable and that like moody for no reason like I feel like anytime like we were all like moody or like unhappy or had something going on like there was tangible reasons as to why and I read all these books about like kids going through puberty and they're just like monsters for no reason yeah and I feel like obviously all kids are different I feel like it's a little overhyped I guess we'll have to and wait and see. they say that girls are actually more difficult to handle going through puberty boys they have more physical changes but it's less emotional girls you're living with like a psychological terrorist <laughs> Right, right. No, and then, like, there's just so many things, like, bras, pads, and tampons. Like, there's lots of accoutrement, I think, accessories. I think you'll be surprised at how equipped you are. Yeah, because I'm just going to close my door. Like, seriously, you're going to act like that? I can't. I don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now, without further ado, do, 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 here are the fast five stories that you did do, do, do need to know on this glorious Monday as we usher in the holiday season. Here, wait, that you did do, do, do need to knit it, did it do, do. 
You do need to knit it, did it, do them. You do. You also need to knit it, did it, do. That today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Cosmetics. They make high-performance beauty and skincare products with clean, skin-loving ingredients. This season, give gifts that give back with 45% off Thrive Cosmetics holiday sets for a limited time. So everyone knows the uh, Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara from Thrive Cosmetics. I bought it off of a Facebook ad like literally 10 years ago, and it's still one of the best mascaras that I own. I have very straight lashes, and I don't find really anything that helps except this Thrive Cosmetics mascara like is that bitch like it's worth all the hype that it gets so it's a vegan tubing mascara it's their best-selling product it's a proprietary tubing formula that dramatically lengthens each last lash from root to tip it mimics the look of lash extensions but without the damaging glue or expensive salon prices also their brilliant eye brightener is a huge favorite for a lot of people it's a cream to powder highlighter stick that brightens and opens your eyes giving you an instant eye lift you can apply it to the inner corner of your eyes and you look like you've had a restful sleep even if you had not you can also use it as an eyeshadow for a perfect daytime glow or use the metallic shade for an easy smoky eye it's foolproof it's a highlighter stick that makes it easy to apply and blend so thrive cosmetics is great but also cosmetics is because they're a cause-driven platform bigger than beauty so for every product purchased thrive cosmetics donates to help communities thrive they have over 300 giving partners across the country supporting numerous causes thrive cosmetics actually is a good stocking stuffer because it fits in a stocking and it's really like a great gift um so celebrate the season of giving and try thrive cosmetics today right now you can get 45 percent off their best-selling products when you purchase select holiday sets by visiting thrive cosmetics dot com slash toast that's thrive cosmetics c-a-u-s-e-m-e-t-i-c-s dot com slash toast to start shopping for the holiday sets great thank you so much you're welcome first story kim kardashian has broken her silence on the controversy surrounding balenciaga So after days, we reported on Wednesday the beginnings of this story, several ad campaigns. uh, There's a new ad campaign from Balenciaga and then people went into the archives and found former ad campaigns by Balenciaga that are extremely concerning, uh, concerning, they're extremely concerning and they concern child sexual abuse. Uh, It's been now five days since everything emerged and Kim released a statement last night with her thoughts on the matter. She said, Quote, I have been quiet for the past few days, not because I haven't been disgusted and outraged by the recent Balenciaga campaigns, but because I wanted an opportunity to speak to their team to understand for myself how this could have happened. As a mother of four, I have been shaken by the disturbing images. The safety of children must be held with the highest regard and any attempts to normalize child abuse of any kind should have no place in our society, period. I appreciate Balenciaga's removal of the campaigns and apology. In speaking with them, I believe they understand the seriousness of the issue and will take the necessary measures for this to never happen again. Then 40 minutes later, she posted. 52. 52 minutes later, she posted, as for my future with Balenciaga, I am currently reevaluating my relationship with the brand, basing it off their willingness to accept accountability for something that should have never happened to begin with and the actions I'm expecting to see them take to protect children. Okay, so I feel like this is a really layered issue, but I do want to just say like my overall sentiment towards Kim's reaction to this is wow like what a letdown I mean it's not like a hot take whether this is like right or wrong like this is uncategorically if that's a word wrong um and categorically wrong sure I respect the hustle like for me like I get throwing your values out the window for some money like I really do like I can be bought but I feel like we draw the line at child children we draw the line at children so I feel 
so disappointed in Kim. Like her first statement was trash. Then she deleted it and re-uploaded it and added disgusting. Disgusted. Like literally she added one word. Then I guess she saw like the immediate reaction from people was like, you're kidding, right? And because she didn't even address her relationship with the brand in the first statement. Then an hour later put up something like to appease people and it was still not even remotely taking a stand. And I just really want to point out like, People being like, well, I thought you guys are against cancel culture. Like, this is not cancel culture. Like, this is so twisted and sick. Like, no, it's okay. Like, this is not cancel culture whatsoever. Like, that would be like us being like against being uh, anti Jeffrey Epstein because we're right. anti cancel culture. Like, right. No, this it's is so like a disgusting crime. Like, let's not get it twisted. This isn't the same no. as somebody's tweets like, from ten years ago. There's not. I guess we don't have a line in our society anymore that's very clear cut. But for me, it will always be like it is. Do you protect children. children? Are you exploiting children? Are is this is so inappropriate for me with Kim? Like anything short of I will no longer be associating with this nasty ass brand is a big fat nope for me. Mm-hmm. I really like I'm so disappointed. I guess is the word, and I'm also just like icked the fuck yeah. out. I also want to say like this Balenciaga era that she was in like doesn't give much to begin with. So the fact that she can't walk away from it is lame as fuck the clothes are ugly the looks are done they're old and they're tired and this would have been a great honestly excuse for her to be done with the whole thing in general because it's been old and tired for a while sure there's probably contractual reasons why she can't just walk away but kim's a billionaire fucking figure it out and i'm really like i find this nasty no i know and like um, and I do want to say, like, I, oh, there and are by ton- the way, by the way, if I mean not Balenciaga, because they're clearly, you know, don't know where the line is with child sexual abuse. But if this was a brand who had hired a spokesperson and the spokesperson had behaved right. nefariously, they would have canceled her in two fucking seconds. So, so why doesn't it ever work the other way? Right. The difference here is like when uh, when a spokesperson, like usually we have these situations where it's like the spokesperson is the one who's in hot water and the brand can drop the spokesperson. I can't remember a time in recent history where the spokesperson dropped the brand. So this is like uncharted territories. I was thinking the same thing. And also like, I I hate everything that Kim did. And I think it's like, it's, I agree, 100% disappointing. But I also think it's important to remember there's so many celebrities who work with um, yes, and Alexa I know Demi, ev- Nicole Kidman, literally. Like I want, we, have, we need to have that energy for everyone. And Kim deserves, you know, more of the conversation because she's Kim. No, and also, like, the Alexa Demi fans can go and hold her accountable. Right. Like, I am a Kim fan. Like, everyone else. I mean, maybe Nicole Kidman. Like, yeah, say something, no, girl. Nicole, I love you. Real, like, I love but you like, more than anything. everyone else, yeah, their fans should hold them accountable and want to see better from them and, and the brands that they associate with. For me, like, that's Kim for me. And so I'm really only invested in what she has to say because I care about her in general. Yeah. Um, agreed. I think this whole saga is so weird because, you know, people on the internet, especially celebrities, like they love to use their platform to like, you know, galvanize around an issue. Um, And I would say this is a rather large issue. And I just think like the silence from every single celebrity, except for Lala Kent, is so shocking to me because I get it. Like, you know, in most situations, you don't want to like drag a brand because, you know, you work with them or they get you clothes or you get paid by them. But like, I feel like when it comes to children, like all that gets thrown out the window and we all just do the right thing. Right, and it's not like it was just the um, one, the teddy bears wearing harnesses and then photographed with children. Like, not that I want to make any sort of excuse, but maybe just some like 
some things like slip through the cracks and maybe there are a bunch of dummies there who didn't realize. But this is like so layered and yeah. goes back pretty far. So it's not just like Kim said, like, you know, they made a mistake and, and they're accountable and they're going to do better. Like this is kind of like years and years of whatever predator or predators are within like and high up at Balenciaga, like are doing this intentionally. If you guys haven't seen all the other evidence that has come forward, it was the Supreme Court document on the Adidas collab bag. It was the model in the office with books and one of mm-hmm. the, um, they're like coffee table books and one of the artists is like known for, you can't even look at the images on Google. They're so perverse and they're blurred out. So there is something, there is an ill and a rot at Balenciaga that starts very high at the mm-hmm. top. They want to blame it on the photographers. The photographers don't get the props. They don't like, it's not on them. They just shoot what you tell them to shoot. Like they're, it, until this is rooted out, like Kim should not be working with them and, and then putting out an apology and, you know, oops and and next time it won't happen like it's just once but also here here it wasn't even just once so it's like they released a statement the photographer released a statement and every statement is just blaming someone else but it's like who who yeah no like they need to do a thorough investigation of their employees and their predilections no and I have to say like Kim girly like you know I would really I would do anything for you but like this is a huge L on your part like you need to do way more and like seriously like I'm kind of judging you like hard honestly yeah I agree and then I was over the collab to begin with which also makes it easy like it's not like I was a Balenciaga it was like a fabulous moment and yeah it's not like I really own anything by them but I don't care if it was Fendi like not nary an item to be bought again until this evil is rooted out also what I find kind of crazy is like when uh, everything happened with Kanye and like everyone like dropped him in a succession, like is the real real going to stop selling Balenciaga? Like I'm going to need the same energy. I'm going to need the same energy from everyone who dropped Kanye because this is fucking crazy. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like I- Can Balenciaga no longer bank with Chase? Like I, I really feel like the lack of- if it weren't for people on social media, just regular people with moral compasses, like no one would be talking about this. And it's so concerning because like, I feel like there's a lot of like conspiracy theories about like elites in Hollywood and like celebrities. And like, as it comes like, like that, all they do, there's like a lot of conspiracies about like pedophilia. And sex trafficking Um, rings. And I'm sorry, like those conspiracy theories like are being hella validated right now because like the lack of anyone speaking out is so weird. It's so weird. And I even saw an article. I haven't like looked so much to see what some of the like, like Daily Mail has spoken about it and whatnot. But I saw an article from like High Snobiety. Have you mm-hmm. seen? It's like a fashion site, I think. High Snobiety. And it's like, yeah. It, snob, like High Snobiety. And it's like the conspiracy theory surrounding Balenciaga's new campaign. Like, and they said, the, it was just like so crazy. They were like, people are trying to make it seem like the kids and the bears. And the Supreme Court thing were part of one campaign. Like this campaign is. It makes it worse that it it wasn't a part of the same campaign. It makes it worse that it's just like sprinkled in over the years. Right. It's like systemic. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a fucking delusional article. Delusional. No, the way. No one's okay. That's really. And you know who it is, I feel like, who are really taking up the cause on social media. It's the Moms. mamas. Like it's Lala Ken, it's Rach Parcel who are like seeing yeah. this and they're outraged. No, it's so true. It's the moms. 
And the and you aunties. don't even need to be a mom. And the aunties. 100%. You don't need to be a mom to know how fucked up this is. Right. And that's why I think people are even more disappointed in Kim. Yeah. No. Honestly, like, talking about this whole conversation as it pertains to Kim, like, she's let, she's really let us all down. Like, this is a, a huge, and if there are reasons why she can't, speak out uh, why she can't break her contract like why don't you talk about it like the way you're giving us this like PR bullshittery shocked and disgusted like it's giving notes app it was giving she literally took a screenshot like on Instagram like she didn't really put any energy towards it after five days like I I respect people taking their time and not just speaking out immediately like I really do but after you're gonna take your time I want to be wowed by your statement I want you to say something yeah, to give us nothing burger PR bullshittery after five days. Honestly, I'm so kind of like done with Kim right now. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's not okay. And the fact that she's a mom just makes it even like she should be even more impassioned and she's not. Yeah. So the whole thing is really gross and who knows what's next. But right. Balenciaga's, I mean, I, it's like it's kind of a catch-22 because it's like if I owned a lot of Balenciaga, like I'd want to sell it on the real real because um also everything like says what like I don't want to be like mm-hmm. a walking advertisement for you no. if it was like a, maybe like a subtle coat you know you never know but um I think the real real should stop selling them so yeah. then where does everyone go dump their Balenciaga stock x it's the same thing does stock x still sell easy for sure because they're it's their that's whole how they site. got started it's their whole site yeah no but it was like kind of crazy when real real even did that with easy so now you've set this standard Right, so let's get the child predators in there too. Yep, you know what it's called, McClard? Precedent. You know, I love a good precedent. Mm-hmm. And they set the precedent. Um, so we'll keep you posted on this story. I don't think that's going to be the end of it. No, no. And I, I sure mean, hope not. I hope not from the Kim point. Like, she, mu- she girlie's got to do more. Uh, I never thought I'd say this unironically, but she has to do better. No, no like, it, better's not even... An, enough she needs to do more she needs to do something yeah well right yeah uh and I think Balenciaga filed a suit against their photographer like because they're trying to blame the person who took the pictures that 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 they set it up okay but there's like 500 people who get everything done before the photographer even clicks his camera no and there are people like there I saw a video of this guy from the fashion industry like talking about how photographers are just take the picture like right and also their most recent fashion show was kind of demonic mm-hmm. and it had now like weird- now everything like that they've done in the last couple of years is being looked at and it's like why is everything you do so fucking weird and dark it's clothes right calm and down like, weird with kids there was very lifelike dolls and blood oh and the clothes were ugly right and the clothes just stay ugly dead are you ready for our next story i am switching gears Joe Jonas lost the Spider-Man role to Andrew Garfield. He said he was the right one. So Joe was burning up to play Peter Parker in the 2012 movie, The Amazing Spider-Man, but he lost the role to Andrew Garfield. He said, quote, I remember years ago I was up for Spider-Man and I was so, so excited. And it was the year Andrew Garfield got it. Obviously, he was the right one. He noted that the film's director, Mark Webb, used to be a music video director, which led the Grammy nominee to believe that he had an in to get the role. Mm. He said, but you know what? I love the process of auditioning and putting yourself out there and having to prove yourself, he said, adding that he made it through to the callback portion of the audition process. 
As for whether that included taking the old Spidey suit for a spin, he replied, no, but I'm sure I had one that I would try on occasionally back in the day. Let me tell you how I would take a bullet for Joe Jonas, and I don't think that he's right for Spider-Man. No. And did he, aside from obviously Camp Rock, iconic role. No, he's not really like that. He's in a new movie right now with Glenn Powell, Devotion, that like is getting a lot of buzz. It's like another like Top Gun, like plain Navy movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's not really like that experienced in acting outside of the Disney Channel. Right. So to go from Disney to Spider-Man, that would be a big leap. It's a jump. Actually, Zendaya did it. So true. But wait, I'm so glad you brought up the Jonas Brothers because I have like an extremely hot take that I need to share. Okay. On Thanksgiving, Ben had the uh, Giants-Cowboys game on and there was a halftime show and the Jonas Brothers performed. I was like, oh, fuck yes, love this. And they did like a medley of all their songs. You know, Kevin was out there killing it on the guitar. Joe was taking lead vocals and Nick was doing guitar and like 30% of the vocals. And maybe I haven't seen them perform in a long time or maybe it was just like an off weekend for Nick Jonas. But like if I watched that, well, I did watch that, but like, I could draw the conclusion that like Nick Jonas can no longer sing from that performance. Maybe he was sick. Maybe he's had a lot of late nights up with the baby. Like there's a million things. But the way he could not hit a note to save his fucking life. And you know him, his, his, oh, he gets all the high notes because that's like his voice. Literally, he would sing and nothing would come out. It was like a silence on the mic. It was so weird. And then I went to Twitter to see if like anyone was talking about it. Because I'm like, this is like low key crazy. Everyone was like, Nick Jonas is so fine. Oh my God, he's so fine. And a couple people were like, wait, like what's going on? But it wasn't, and I just want to know, did anyone else see that and be like, what the fuck? We had the game on, but I think halftime show was while we were eating. I didn't even pay attention to it. So I can't speak to it. Maybe, is it possible he was having audio issues, like feedback and he couldn't hear himself? Perhaps. I'm going to need to see another performance from him to, like I'm not going to make any, you know, grand assumptions. But if I... Wanted to, my assumption would be like, this boy can no longer sing. He should get into another field. I'm going to say like there was issues. Did anyone else see it? And did anyone else know what I'm talking about? I'll maybe check it out. But I feel like, no, you're probably right. He probably stunk up the joint. But I don't know if that means that he can no longer sing in perpetuity. It was just so crazy to me because like for years, like Nick was the perfect one. Like he hit every note. He was the most musically talented. And it was just the way like Joe was so effortless. Like it wasn't even trying. It was just like sounding amazing. And like Nick was trying so hard. Like his neck and his voice like sounded so strained. And he mm. still couldn't even hit the note. Maybe he was sick. Maybe. Hmm. I'm a sucker for you. Dun- that was good. That was like Dun- Nick Jonas vibe. Maybe you could take his spot. I don't want to go anywhere blindly. All right, that wasn't great, but I'm a sucker for you. That was literally Nick. He's like always like like clenching. Like, I'm a sucker for you. So he's always clenching. He's always like straining. Yeah. I'm a sucker for you. Anyways, that's probably one of my favorite story tropes on this show is like people who almost got what role. Me too. And usually I could like really picture the person in the role. I could honestly not see Joe Jonas as Spider-Man. Like not to be rude. I do think he's a little too short. But I get like short vibes from Andrew Garfield too. And Tobey Maguire. But I think Joe Jonas is shorter than both of them. Like for real. Yeah. Also, this really could have changed the course of history because Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone then dated because they met on the set. They dated for a number of years after the movie. That wouldn't have happened. Maybe it would be Joe and Emma. Maybe. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. So, sorry, wait, I'm misunderstanding. So he auditioned, what, like 10 years ago? Back in the day for this movie. 
Oh, not for like the most recent one with Zendaya. No, that's with her, Zendaya's man's. Oh, I'm sorry. I got so confused for it because I've never seen any of these movies. Okay, sorry. So back in the day. Oh, you know what? I actually could see it. Right, Joe and Emma Stone. Yeah, no, and like he was so young and like he was like the big hot thing. Like I actually, I could see it. I'm and sorry. I totally thought it was like last year. Yeah. And he was coming off of the Disney Channel. Now it's been 15 years since the Disney Channel. Like, it's, okay, you know what? I actually can see it. I'm sorry I misunderstood the whole story. Yeah. So, just interesting. And then my, our next story is another one of my favorite tropes of stories, which is someone's coming off the singles list with an eligible partner. Ooh, you'll have to wait to find out because we're going to <laughs> a word from our sponsor. Today's episode and our singles news is brought to you by Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Turns out everything you th- you like that? Everything you think you know about probiotics may be wrong. Like probiotic tortilla chips definitely sounded way too good to be true. The good news is that Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic is the real deal because not all probiotics are created equal. So the Seed DS01 Daily Symbiotic is a broad spectrum plant-based prebiotic and 24-strain probiotic formulated for digestive gut immune and additional systemic benefits. The capsule and capsule protects against stomach acid, digestive enzymes, and bile salts for viability through digestion. What does that mean? The live probiotics are actually going to make it to the end of the small intestine for the delivery into the colon. So if you've taken a probiotic before and you never felt a difference, it's likely because the good bacteria wasn't surviving your GI tract. Seed is designed differently and that's why it works. It supports benefits in and beyond the gut. It'll support the ease of bloating, healthy regularity, Ease of evacuation, so you'll be making nice, big, soft duties, BSDs, as we like to call them here at the Toast. And a lot of people see improvements um, in digestion within just 24 to 48 hours, which can include bowel movement regularity and ease of bloating. So you can start a new healthy habit today when you visit seed.com slash toast. Use code toast to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It's seed.com slash toast and use code toast. That's S-E-E-D dot com slash T-O-A-S-T. Code toast for 20% off your first month of Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Thank you, McClard. That BSD sponsor uh, is leading us into our next story, which is that Minka Kelly sparked romance rumors after an LA date night with Imagine Dragons' Dan Reynolds. Looks like Minka Kelly could be a believer in love again. The actress is sparking romance rumors with the Imagine Dragons frontman after the two were spotted on a date night in L.A. over the weekend. Paparazzi photographed the two of them stepping out to Cafe Stella in the Silver Lake neighborhood Saturday night. Although there was no blatant PDA between the pair and the pics obtained by Page Six, he was at one point seen stroking her hair in their parked car. Stop. Minka Kelly, like was just born under a lucky star. Like, I really believe that. First of all, she's one of the most beautiful women like I've ever come across in my life. She doesn't look like anyone else. She's really unique looking. She's she the like, most spec. She looks like other, like, there's Lady a bunch Meester. of, yeah, there's a bunch of girls who look like. But like, but. she, I'm saying she's not like beautiful, like women now, like who are beautiful and like get big lips, like they all look the same. Yes, okay. Like Minka Kelly, like actually looks like a human being, not like an alien, like everyone does these days. Mm-hmm. She is the most. You think she has veneers? Yes. Let me look at her. She is the most. No, don't look at her veneers. Look up who she's dated in the past. She is the most stellar taste in men. Like every time she's spotted out with someone, it's just like more. She was with Derek Jeter, right? For like a million years. Yes. McClard, I don't think she has veneers. Oh, let me look. They look like real teeth. Yeah, they look like. That's the thing. Like really good veneers look like real teeth. No. 
they look like real teeth for sure. There's this dentist on TikTok who will like take a picture of a celebrity and like zoom in and tell you if they have veneers. And it's actually really helpful. Can you pull up her dating history? Okay. Not her teeth? No, I'm on, I'm looking at the teeth now. I feel like they're definitely veneers. They're totally veneers. Maybe I was looking at old pics. Okay. She dated Jesse Williams, Josh Radner, Wilmer Valderrama, Derek oh, Jeter, right. Right. John Mayer. Oh, right. Chris Evans, Donald Faison, Brian White, Trevor Noah. Right. But when did she date John Mayer? I think there's like one photo of them like getting into a Range Rover um, like one time. And maybe it's like this connection I have to Friday Night Lights, in particular Lila Garrity, which is why I'm so like, I will always keep up with Minka Kelly. And she's so funny because like, does she ever work? Like she was in Euphoria, but like as a very, very small part. And she's like still so famous, but like from what? Um, From Friday Night Lights. From literally. Friday Night Lights. She's just someone that people care about. She was also in the 2018 movie, The Beach House, which I personally watched. Andy McDowell oh. plays her mother. It's a wonderful movie. Oh, is it like she, a Hallmark film? Yeah, it's Hallmarky, and she's extremely Hallmarky. And I feel like she she's, could be more Hallmarky. She like I feel like she had an opportunity after Friday Night Lights to literally become America's sweetheart, and either she didn't want it or like it didn't happen for her. Because when I think about the trajectory of her career, like it kind of makes no fucking sense. Wait, and remember when she played Jackie O in The Butler? No, we watched The Butler. Remember? I remember. And, and there's just like a scene with JFK played by James Marsden and mm. Jackie O played by Minka Kelly. No, I don't remember that, but it's a perfect casting in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm just, I, w- I would love to do, like, I would love an in-depth timeline of Minka Kelly's a career. Documentary. And like where, where things went wrong. You know or what maybe I mean? she just chose to do yeah. less to keep her sense of normalcy and just like, be one of these celebrities who can like, you know, get paid Go to, to be at the grocery store holding a certain bottle of juice and yeah. still have her sanity. No, that would be really impressive. But I just think like, and it's possible that that's what she wanted. Or I just feel like something went wrong in her career. Because like, Lila Garrity, like the way I think millions of girls wanted to grow up and be Lila Garrity, she really was like America's sweetheart. But don't you also kind of feel that way about a lot of, of like teen idols? Like even like Leighton Meester, even though she was in Country Strong. But I also like... I would say Leighton Meester is like way more famous than Minka Kelly. Really? Yeah, would you not? I would say they're like the same. No, I would say like the way I perceive it is like Leighton Meester got so famous off of Gossip Girl, like did the things for a few years and then like is so famous that she had to take a step back. Like I don't think that was the case for Minka Kelly. Like Leighton Meester really is like nowhere to be seen, but she's still so famous. But I also think Gossip Girl was a bigger show than Friday Night Lights. No, we just watched Gossip Girl when it was on and we didn't watch Friday Night Lights until later in life. At least me. Mm. No, I watched it when I was in like the seventh grade. No, no, no. No, it, what, it's like not something that grade. we watched in our family. I watched it like with Zach. No, I watched it in the eighth grade. You did? I can't, I remember. I had a, DVD, a portable DVD player. Oh, look at you. Humble brag. I love that song. Humble yeah, brag. I did have a portable DVD player. Show Actually, off. everyone did. Like it was so fun. Like everyone at night like wouldn't talk to each other. We'd all just be like on our portable DVD players. Good times. Good times. Those Anyways, were the best nights. She's dating Imagine Dragons frontman, which you love to oh. see it. So I didn't even then get to say my thoughts on Imagine Dragon frontman, who's literally the hottest man who's ever walked the planet. Um, I've 
actually ended up on a side of TikTok, like Imagine Dragons stand and there's just like really premium videos. He never performs with a shirt on. He's so fucking hot. Um, and the, the band is just like huge, but he's not like, you know, he's not like an Adam Levine. Like he has to be like the face, you know, no, like he hasn't like sold out either. I feel like yeah. they make real music and it's yeah. hit after hit, but they don't make it for the hits and they don't make it for the radio. They make it because they're a rock They band. love it. No, they seem really grounded as a band and he seems like he's not like this asshole who's like the lead singer and therefore it's not like Josie and the Pussycats, you know? I like love this man and he's, I never even hear about who he's dating so much. I actually thought he was gay because I think I saw somewhere like that he, he was wearing a pride like a flag. Yeah, but I guess he's just an ally. Mm-hmm. So I just, I kind of like love this. Yeah, loving it as well. Also, you know that he's like down to earth guy because I personally didn't know who the lead singer of Imagine Dragons was because it's really an ensemble. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, like Marcus Mumford, Mumford and Sons, you know, Ryan Tedder, One Republic. Like some guys, yeah. they make themselves known. I just feel like he does it for the love of the art. Okay, I, I did know like his name and his face and everything, but I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, well, I'm not as tuned in as you. No. Not plug, as plugged in. Maybe if you had or a TikTok as- that you were passionate about, you would know, know but you like. don't. No, and I don't, and I don't. No, you don't. No, I do not. How are things going on TikTok? What's new? I actually really wasn't really on TikTok a lot this weekend. I was just kind of like enjoying the presence of my, you know, friends and family. That's so beautiful. How's your book going? What are you reading still? The idea of you? It's so disgusting. Yuck. Like she's having sex with a guy who's 20 years old. She's 30, 40. Um, And she keeps calling her my sweet. She keeps calling him my sweet boy. And it's kind of fucking disgusting. Like I'm getting so icked out like by this book. And it's like all about, you know, a woman in her 40s reclaiming her sexuality after divorce. But like it's also giving like a little pedophilia. For sure. Because if the roles were reversed and it was a 40 year old man and a 20 year old girl, we would say yuck. And And he kept calling her my sweet girl. Yuck. No, she's kind of disgusting, Solène. So, like, I can't even get through the book. It's really twisted. I Yucky. can't believe people, like, like this book. Ew. Well, how far along are you? Like, 40%. It's too late to turn back. I know. Especially with the end of the year creeping up on us. I know. Even though I already hit my goal. My goal was 35, I hit it, and my goal was 50, and then I hit it again. Right. But now you just, like, keep setting new goals. So is your new goal 60? You could do no, it. No, my new goal, my goal was 50. Oh, okay. So you're done. Yeah. My goal was 30 and I hit it. I think I'm at 38 now. So now my goal is 40. I will hit that because I'm almost done with this book and then I have to read The Redheads. So I don't think I could read. I think you could. To no, get to what? 50? 50. I could just because like we're going on vacation and maybe it depends. It depends what Harry wants to do on vacation, you know? Yeah. What Harry wants, Harry gets. Yeah. So it might not leave a little too much reading time for mom. Yeah. Okay. Next story. Are you ready? Yep. Andy Cohen says Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is taking a break. He teases the Bravo plans for 2023. Andy Cohen revealed that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills will be on hold for a minute. He said Beverly Hills were taking a minute break and then we'll be back shooting with them in the new year. He did not go into detail as to why the LA-based reality show is not following their usual programming schedule. He also did not comment on which Housewives may be back for the next season. So they will start filming again in the new year, which isn't that long of a break. It's not like a rony size break. It is longer than we're used to from Beverly Hills. They usually start filming right after the reunion. So they got like at least three months off, which is really nice mm-hmm. for them. And I think necessary. And I think also they're delaying making any decisions. Right. I mean, I do feel like it's really like odd because if, if it's such a short delay, like 
Why do they have to make an announcement, you know? Maybe because there was all these rumors floating around. And so maybe he's just addressing it. And they really are breaking for a minute. And then they'll be back. I mean, the most recent season of Beverly Hills was good. I just like, I want to, I feel like Housewives are like in their flop era. Like, I don't know what, I feel like this is like a transitional period for Housewives, like with the Roni reboot and now Beverly Hills being on a break. I feel like the fate of Housewives is like very much up in the air. Like people will always watch it, but it's not really as much of like a cultural like moment as it was five, ten, five years ago. I would agree, except I felt like there was so much excitement for BravoCon and the yes. Housewives. And what the way I'm feeling now when I think about it is I feel like it's becoming very fractured and extreme. Like there's less casual viewers, people who tune it on, who just enjoy it. Like either like you're diehard, you're on a fan account, you're going to BravoCon, you're obsessed, mm -hmm. or you're really over it. Like a former watcher. That's actually a really, really good point. There's not a lot of like middle ground. People who, who see every episode but don't have a podcast about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I do also think that the Jen Shaw Salt Lake City scandal like really was an opportunity to like revitalize the entire franchise and like the way the ball was so dropped like now that I think about it like whatever footage we have of this season whatever it fucking sucks um we're probably not gonna film with Jen but she's going to jail and her sentencing is next month mm -hmm. so like that probably is the end of it unless they'll do like a special like in her house or something yeah you know? they'll probably do a special but I think for a lot of the viewers too and maybe this I've not seen like people saying this, but maybe it's sort of subconscious where it's like after everything with Erica and with Jen and there's, and they just like keep promoting people. Like it's just gotten really twisted Icky. and there's a lot of bad things that go on and come out of the show. And it's just, I think leaves people with like a funny feeling and maybe like, I, I mean, don't want me to support that's definitely this. how I felt about Garcelle. Maybe I'm just like really protective of Garcelle, but like the way her kids were like so attacked um, and they're like actual minors it felt like so gross. I'm like this. Yeah. And like nothing is gross. worth that. No. It's right. just a show. Totally. It's just a show. Like everyone needs to calm down. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's what's happening. It's just becoming fractured and extreme. Yeah. It's just an interesting moment in the, in the Bravo universe. And I feel like they can feel it and they're really trying to like do something about it. And yeah. I feel like they definitely are like doing more shows that like are outside of housewives like there's like a million below decks they're now also like trying to like give the fans what they think that they want which is like you know Berkshire's southern hospitality girls trips we have like a million ultimate girls trips that are still going to come out and like right but they're really just like catering to like the really extreme fan who needs more 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 and not working on just like the casual viewer who wants to just watch good episodes of what they start of real houses of orange county of beverly yeah. hills you know so that's i I don't know that what they're doing is going to solve the problem, but well, I'm, I don't work in television. No, and I also feel like Peacock was like kind of like a bad thing for Bravo because there was just this like pressure for more content when they really should have been focusing on the shows on Bravo because they were all kind of slipping like Vanderpump Rules. Like so many things were just like meh. And then they just had to like keep churning out more content. So they're finally giving us, I mean, we've been asking for years for some sort of crossover episodes like an All-Stars Housewives and now they're doing it. It's just like feels kind of forced. Yeah, and I feel like they're the only people who are going to watch like an Ultimate Girls Trip or something like that are the people who watch all of the franchises right now. So you're right. already like having less limited, less audience, and it just like keeps getting smaller instead of expanding. You're not yep. going to watch Ultimate Girls Trip if you don't watch the Half regular the franchises, franchises. Yeah. but you might watch um, 
a show that has some of the OGs who aren't on anymore because a lot of people used to watch in those days. And I think that's and what they tried with, them- with Berkshires. I don't know how that did. Right, and we think of those women fondly. Like, they really are a part of history. Yeah, so I think they yeah. try and do more of that. But I think some of those women, like, don't want to be on the B-list show. They want to get back on their show or they're not interested. Right, because they are all also out of control. Yeah, and also the egos that they're dealing Like, it's oh, just God. a lot. It's unbearable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You either die the hero or live long enough to become the villain. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? The final story. Yeah, I'm ready. What's it all about? Miriam Webster defined gaslighting for me because they have shared their 2022 word of the year and it is gaslighting. I feel like we literally predicted this because not a month ago we had this long ass conversation on the toast about how people love to use the word gaslighting these days and they don't even know what it fucking means. They just think it means lying. Literally gaslighting, which means mind manipulating, grossly misleading when being downright deceitful is Marion Webster's word of the year. Lookups for the word on MerriamWebster.com increased 1,740% in 2022 wow. over the year before, but something else happened. There wasn't a single event that drove significant spikes in the curiosity as it usually goes with the chosen word of the year. That's pretty interesting. The gaslighting yeah. was pervasive. That's funny. I, I do really feel like TikTok had a lot to do with that because like the way that, first of all, that sound like took over, girl boss, gaslight, gatekeep, repeat, like there, it was very much a part of like TikTok verbiage. And then I think people started using it like in their everyday lives, even though they didn't really even know what it meant. Yes, definitely. Now we're going to talk about the former words of the year, which we do every year. And I always forget them. So um, Me too. do you remember last year's? No. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This isn't last year. This is um, the other top 10 words of the year. Oh, for this year? Yes. Okay. Oligarch. What? Driven by Russia invading Ukraine. People were talking about oligarchs a lot. Okay. Omicron. Omicron triggered. Oh my God, I'm triggered. Next. (laughs) Codify. Hmm. Queen consort. That's two words. Oh, Camilla. Yeah. Raid. Sentient. Cancel culture. That's Miriam Webster's like kind of cringe. Miriam's kind of dumb. No, Miriam's like a little cringe. Like, is it the word of the year or the phrase of the year? It's the, I'm going to get the exact verbiage, word. Mm. Word. Um, Miriam Webster, define word for me. Next in the top 10, LGBTQIA. Okay. I don't believe that's a word. That's an acronym. Oh my God, good call. Duh. And the next one is Lomi, which... Many Wordle users tried back in August, though the right word that day was clown. I guess that was like a Wordle inside joke one day in August. Ah, funny. (laughs) People need a fucking life. Also, last year's word was vaccine. Got it. Okay, yeah, that makes (laughs) sense. I like how it went from vaccine to gaslight. Like, if that ain't indicative, like, of America. If that ain't us. That's our literal, like... Prerogative? Is that the word? That should be the word. Prerogative. That's my prerogative. Tell me why. The way Britney Spears, I think, covered that song. I don't think it's her song. Um, And just kind of changed my life. What album was that where she did Stronger Than Yesterday? And then That's My Prerogative. 
Tell me why. Are you sure like that, that those are, oh my God, Spotify is like always asking me for shit. Like, fuck I have just like a memory of like plugging in one CD and getting both those songs on one album. Okay, so I will read her CDs. In the Zone. No. Get in the Zone. Auto Zone. Okay, wait. Yeah, no, not in the zone. Hold on. Blackout? Just Google, no. Just Google what album Stronger Than Yesterday is on. I'm ha- Okay. Oh, my God. You're Sorry. like the worst research assistant ever. Oh, my God. Uh, oops, <laughs> I did it again so- album. Okay, and is prerogative on there? No. Damn, not me gaslighting my own self with my memories. That's literally my adult existence. Not it's you like- gaslighting your research assistant. I don't think I gaslit you. I How did you I? Did, I think you. I insulted you, but I didn't gaslight you. I think you vaccinated me. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um. So those were the past five, and you certainly needed to know all of them. You needed to know them, but like, I'm really like tired of Merriam-Webster like being so thirsty. Like, give us a word, I know. any word. Give us a real word. I mean, I guess they're just trying to like let everyone know what the vibe was this year. Yeah, no, but this sounds like most like popular Google searches, not words. Right. And it's like, okay, so that should be Google's year in review. Yeah, not Miriam like stepping on Google's toes. Not Miriam gaslighting Google. Into getting the vaccine. <laughs> By an oligarch. Ah, <laughs> uh, who's LGBTQIA. <laughs> um, <laughs> we still have the TV recap, Yellowstone and White Lotus. And it is brought to you by a new sponsor today that we're really excited about. Don't go nuts this holiday season. Fuel yourself with Perfect Bar, the original refrigerated protein bar. Made with freshly ground nut butter, organic honey, and 20 organic superfoods, Perfect Bar has a variety of products like protein bars, little snack size bars that are all so good and good for you. You are sure to find something you love, probably the dark chocolate chip peanut butter one that I have in my fridge that is so good. You know, I don't really eat protein bars. Like, it's not usually something I go for, but these are delicious. Delicious. They have a cookie dough texture that's creamy, full of flavor, unlike any other bars out there. And now they come in snack size that are packed with up to six grams of proteins and 150 calories. So a little goes a long way. Perfect Bar knows it will be love at first bite. So for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it works. Sign up for email or text, upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store, and they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar directly into your Venmo or PayPal account. Pretty cool, right? All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free Perfect Bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free Perfect Bar today. Happy snacking. I just have to say, like... Until I got perfect bars and I realized that like a lot of the bars that I have in my house are not refrigerated. Like that's kind of gross. It never occurred to me. I'm so glad that we have this read today. I've been waiting for it ever since I got my perfect bars. I love a meal replacement bar. I love a snack bar. Mm -hmm. I love the perfect bar snack bars in particular because they're really small and they're snack sized obviously. But they're so packed. Like it takes me actually like it's not just like I eat it in one bite. Like it's rich right. and it's nutrient dense, and it's really the perfect thing to take with you on the go when you don't need a meal replacement. You just need a hearty snack. Also, they're fucking tasty, which not all bars are. I can tell you that. Yeah. So perfect um, bars. They're fucking tasty. Do you want to do White Lotus or Yellowstone first? Let's rock paper scissors. Okay. Okay, and the winner so- goes first. Yeah. The winner gets to choose. Oh, okay. But you, okay. So it's, you go rock, paper, scissors, says, says. shoot. Okay. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors says, says, shoot. Gotcha. Ooh, Jackie won. Okay, I'll go first. Sure. Bye. Sure. 
I, I kind of sure. love doing these recaps separately. Oh. Oh, she took her headphones well, you off. Kind of, what did you say? You kind of love doing them I kind of love doing them so you can finally talk? One, yes, I get to talk. And two, it's just like a fun exercise. I have the best time, girly. Love you. Just know we have 20 more minutes left on our SD cards. Okay, so I, it won't be 20 minutes. Yeah. I know, I, I know. Love you, you. Love you. Bye. Okay, Yellowstone, another wonderful episode from our favorite people. Also, okay, this is really random, but you know how during Yellowstone they use it to promote all their other shows that are coming up because... Yellowstone is the most watched show in America. So they're promoting Tulsa King and they're promoting 1923, which by the way, I'm so excited about 1923. The casting is amazing. Michelle Randolph, like I'm not okay. But I find this is so random. The volume on those commercials is obscene. Like I watch Yellowstone at a normal volume. Plus it's on late at night. Harry's already sleeping. Like I keep it low and I watch the subtitles. And then those commercials come on and they bust through the speakers. Does anyone else notice that? Or is that just a me problem? Also the commercials for 1923 made me realize I need to finish watching 1886. I think I have a few episodes left. I just like lost patience because I was watching week to week. Back to Yellowstone. So many great moments, such a wonderful show, even when nothing's happening. Beth is in prison. I was shook to the core when I found out her name was Bethany. Like, makes total sense, but wasn't expecting that. But as stated, I'm not a Bethany, I'm a Beth. Then for her to find out that Jamie has a kid with his little Graco car seat, now that I'm in the market for car seats and just like up on these things I thought like oh that looks like a nice car seat um obviously Beth has a conniption when she knows that Jamie had a baby it was so sad when she was like God gave you a boy I just I couldn't and I was already like feeling warmly towards Jamie because he got Beth out he he really does his thing as an attorney you know I thought he was gonna try and like get this girl to press charges just to fuck with Beth just because Beth is always fucking with him. But no, he did right by his sis. He made a lot of sense as a lawyer and he totally intimidated that woman into not pressing charges, which is bad behavior in general, but it's good on Yellowstone where we just want the Duttons to stay winning. So that was nice that Beth got out. It was a fun whole thing. But did anyone else? Okay, I don't know if I was being gaslit by Yellowstone. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention last week because I never heard what that whore said to Beth. In the preview for last week, they showed us, like in the recap of last week's episode, they showed us her saying like, I'm taking your husband home with me tonight. But I never heard that in last week's episode. And then Jamie recounted exactly what the woman said. And and she was like, you can either join us or he could tell you about it tomorrow. And I was like, I never heard any of this. But now I understand why Beth smashed her with a beer bottle. I just thought she was like antagonizing Beth a, a little bit. But no, she like was saying some wild fucking shit to a wild fucking woman. And Listen, you fuck around and you find out if that ain't the motto of Yellowstone. So Beth goes home, happy to see her home with her mains. This wolf drama is no good. The NGOs are coming for John. And of course, I realized in that instant that he would pardon his girly who looks like Piper Parabo. Is it Piper Parabo? I don't think so, but looks like her. And it's giving Piper Parabo. I should probably check that, but then Claudia is going to be watching me do my recap being like, what the fuck is you doing? Let me just look. Piper Parabo. Let's see if Yellowstone comes up. Uh, yeah, it does. Yep, it is Piper Parabo. Great, because it looked like her. So she's back with John in his bed, even though she literally said she would not be sleeping with him. And so I'm assuming that she is because she was like running around in the middle of the night. But I'm glad I kind of shipped those two. And he needs someone on his side who's going to help him. Like, I love that he's cleaning house, but he also needs to do the work of the governor. And he needs smart people around him. And she does seem smart. Wow, Claudia is struggling to keep her mouth shut. 
And then there was one other thing that happened. Oh, the funeral. Oh my God, I can't even talk about it. Like I was beside myself. It was so fucking sad. So I'm just gonna move right past that and talk about the one last thing, which was Jamie being a big fat moron and getting seduced in one second by brunette Beth Dutton. I think her name is Sarah Atwood. Loving that Beth was in the presence. She's gonna do some investigation. So this woman's not gonna make it that far into coming in between the Dutton family. But Jamie is just so fucking dumb. I literally can't. Someone says one thing nice to him and he's dropping his pants. Like, get a life loser. Okay, we're good. See you guys next week. Okay, like, my recap is not going to be as long as yours because, like, low-key, like, nothing fucking happens on this no, show. No, and you know? also, I was t- also talking about, like, I I don't know if this is just a me thing, but the volume of the commercials versus the volume of the show is so different. Oh, it blows out my funny. speakers. And, like, Harry's sleeping in the next room and they're playing Tulsa King right. at an insane decibel. Well, I'm on HBO, so we don't get commercials. Right. I was just wondering if anybody else was experiencing that. That's interesting. I'm curious to hear if anyone has that problem. (laughs) Okay. Enjoy. Um, Bye. I'll I'll be quick. So obviously the only thing everyone is talking about from White Lotus last night is like that hot guy who looks just like Harry Jowsey is fucking his uncle. And I just really feel like I didn't need to know that. And I definitely didn't need to see the uncle fucking his nephew. Like it was a little gross. Um, Having said that, uh... It was a decent episode. Obviously, like, Aubrey Plaza is, like, becoming unhinged. Oh, wait. Oh, I just saw, like, something on TikTok that really blew my mind because... So, you know that scene where, you know, after the winery and, like, Aubrey Plaza is just, like, being kind of nuts all week, all day, she tells um, Daphne that, like, she thinks something happened. And Daphne's like, listen, I have a trainer, yada, yada. And she goes to show her a picture of the trainer, but she instead shows a picture of her kids. So I thought she was just like asserting her dominance, being like, listen, fuck off. Like, mind your own business. We're a family. I'll take care of it. But then somebody else was saying, she basically said, I have a trainer. And, you know, whenever I am in New York, yada, yada. Basically, like, she fucks her trainer and he's blonde with um, blue eyes. Then she showed a picture of her kids and her older kid was blonde with blue eyes. So people on TikTok were saying that like her trainer is the father of their oldest kid. She was the one who cheated first. Like she knows what she's doing. She's not so dumb that Daphne. I don't know. I didn't really think anything of that conversation until I saw it on TikTok. And now it makes a lot of sense. So I just wanted to share that little nugget of information in case anybody um, was confused as well. The hookers are really bothering me. And I don't understand why the guy who let them into the hotel and added them to his room doesn't just remove them from his room like he's mad that they're charging food that they're going into the son's room that they're going into the dad's room okay Sarah why don't you go tell Valentina at the front desk to fucking take them off your restroom your reservation like it's so easy um they are really pissing me off because she's obviously gaslighting that young boy she's gonna steal money from him um Theo James needs to pay the hooker so that the hooker can go uh the hookers are just really annoying me um I actually don't even think that hooker's voice is that good like when she wants to play piano I'm like she low-key sucks bring back the other guy who took Viagra um what else happened in the episode oh and then uh Jennifer Coolidge and her assistant went to that guy's house in wherever it was Palermo and they are definitely nefarious obviously because he was fucking his niece nephew but also because I feel like they they're I don't know what it is but like they want something from Jennifer Coolidge like they're making fun of her I think they maybe need money I don't know so I'm just not happy about that because they're taking advantage of Jennifer Coolidge when she's in a vulnerable position other than that the show really needs to be watched in a binge like setting because like every episode one thing happening is just like not gonna work for me um I don't know who dies I 
feel like at this point it's useless to speculate like we'll find out when we find out we know it's not Daphne because she's the one who discovers a body but she is alone on the beach when she discovers a body and three people die so maybe it's like her fucked up foursome oh yeah because then Theo James is like rubbing Aubrey Plaza's leg and like definitely wants to fuck so like maybe they're gonna have a foursome because it's a very tense group they really just need to fuck it out in my opinion um other than that that's all I have. Uh, why does nobody ever leave the hotel? Like, you're in Sicily. Like, go on a walking tour. I feel like everyone eats every meal at the hotel, is constantly spending every night at the hotel. Like, go out. Okay. I'm good. Jax is back. That was the TV recap. And that was our show, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it was our show. I don't see anyone else in the building. Lang claim. Lang claim. Who would? Who could? No. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I have Radio Castbox, all the places where you listen to podcasts, find us, The Toast, and leave a five-star review about how wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing Monday, and we'll see you tomorrow on Tuesday. Goodbye, because yeah. that's how the days of Bye. the week work. That is how the days of the week work. Yes, thank you. Love ya. Bye.